Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Dissecting Music. If you cannot tell, I am very excited for this. And today we will be dissecting the song When I'm Gone by Eminem. But before we do start that, I do want to apologize because I um, am very busy next week. So on December 11th, that's a Wednesday, I will not be able to post. I am sorry for the inconvenience for y'all, but... I just do not have the time to post. If I do, I will post, but I really am 100% sure I do not have time for that. And I'm very sorry. But now you heard my apology for next week, so let's get started to the episode. I did say I am dissecting when I'm gone by Eminem and this song is in his curtain call album with some songs like my name is Stan featuring Dito who's yourself without me like toy soldiers mockingbird and his song when I'm gone so let's start off the first part is Kevin speaking and um in the music video see he's kind of like in a rehab center explaining you know, his story. He said, yeah, it's my life in my own words, I guess. So that's just saying, I'm going to tell your story of my life in my own words. So let's go on to the first verse. In the first verse, Eminem says, have you ever loved someone so much you give an arm for? Not the expression, no, literally give an arm for. He is speaking like, you know, the idiom, oh, oh no, nope, I'm not going to try and pronounce that anymore. Yeah, see, I <laughs> can't. So the expression of like, I could give my right arm for someone is like saying like, I'll sacrifice something for them. But by this, Eminem is literally saying he gave an arm for his daughter and he's talking about sorry because you know on his right arm the upper like upper part there's a picture of Haley his daughter so that's what the first part of first one is next part is when they know that your heart when they know they're your heart and you know you are their armor and you will destroy anyone who will try to harm her but when what happens when karma turns right around to bite you and everything you stand for turns on you despite you. What happens when you become the main source of her pain? So, in this, Eminem obviously loves his daughter. He will do anything because his father was horrible. He wants to be the opposite thing of what his father was to him. So, he wants to be a great father. So, he's saying how, um, like, he is her armor. He protects her, like, no matter what. Like, armor protects you. Um, obviously, he did use that as past tense in the verse. Like, so, you know, you he's saying he used to be their armor. He used to protect her. So, now he's, like, no longer her armor. And this serves a purpose, saying, because of all his absences. When he goes on tour. And he's not there to protect his daughter anymore. And... Now he's becoming the main source of his daughter's pain because he's just so busy working 
for his fans. And then, next part is, Daddy, look what I made. And now it's him saying, Dad's gotta go catch a plane. So, Osley is saying, Hey, Dad, look what I made. Can you please see this for a moment? But he's like, Sorry, I have to go to work right now. Like, I can't. I'm too busy. So, Osley, that's what it means. And then she asks, Daddy, where's Mommy? I can't find Mommy. Where is she? And then he replies with, I don't know. Go play, Haley, baby. Your daddy's busy. Daddy's writing a song, and the song ain't gonna write itself. So, he's kind of explaining, like, the struggle. Saying, like, he's always gone. But, like, his wife has to go watch for his daughter. And, um, and he's saying how he's so busy writing a song for, um, writing a song so he can even maintain this family and um in the music video you do see him writing lyrics it's really cool and then it says I'll give you one underdog then you gotta swing by yourself and so like you know what underdog is like um kind of like um <laughs> sorry I am looking at the lyrics to try and figure this out myself so um my underdog, you know, like the underdog, like, usually they'd be like, oh, the underdogs just gonna swing up and, like, defeat them. They're, like, not the best, but, like, they're doing so well enough to do well. And then, now back to the song, it says, said, turn right around on that song and tell her that you love her. And he says he kind of feels like a hypocrite because he's not there to be for his daughter saying, I love you, and, like, I'm always there for her, but, like, He's never there anymore because of music but in the songs he's like I'm always there for her I'm always talking to her I always love her like I'm always with her so kind of like that and put hands on her mother who's a spinning image of her and saying he is obviously saying how he raps about being violent towards Kim which is his child's mother who just happens to look exactly like his daughter and he's wondering how he could possibly be a good parent when he raps songs saying I so violent towards her mother like that's just not right and then back to his song is saying that's some shady yeah baby some shady's crazy shady mimi but tonight shady's rockabye baby so uh emma's just telling him his um things about being so violent and just him being like this is his alter ego slim shady and this is kind of like a reference to um my dad's gone crazy which is another one of his songs where this is a little weird. I will explain that. Say that. And another way of saying that, like, it's kind of like saying, like, the devil made me do it. Like, it wasn't really me. Like, I was forced to do it, you know? An excuse stuff, like, for being, using that as an excuse for being like that and always saying stuff like that. But he is now standing up for his responsibilities and destroying his excuse because... Like he said, Shady Mimi, but tonight Shady's Rockabye Baby, and Rockabye Baby is a, a lullaby. So he's saying, Night Night Shady, you're gone now, as an example. So now let's go to the chorus. So for the chorus, the first part is, And when I'm gone, just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice, every time you hear the sound of my voice. So people take this two different ways. I'm taking this as a fan viewpoint saying 
and him saying, once I'm gone as a musician, once I stop producing music, I'm here for my family now. Don't mourn that I'm gone, but rejoice every time you hear my music. It's just knowing, like, at least be happy that I wrote music and I'm still kind of there with you. But some people take it, kind of like, it's for Haley saying, once he's dead, don't mourn my death, but rejoice every time you do hear my song and knowing. Maybe, like, just saying, yeah, he was kind of a good father, you know, because he always wasn't there for her all the time. And then the next part is, just know that I'm looking down on you smiling, and I didn't feel a thing, so baby, don't feel my pain, just smile back. So, honestly, this is where people start thinking, oh yeah, it's definitely for Haley, because it says, so baby, don't feel my pain, just smile back. But I still can't take <laughs> the fan viewpoint, because... He's kind of saying, like, just know that I'm looking down and you smiling. Kind of means, like, I'm still, like, hearing about my fans. I'm still knowing. I still have fans listening to my music. So, just don't, like, feel a... Don't feel any pain I had when I left a music career. But, like, just smile back. Just smile back because, you know, I'm smiling knowing I still have fans listening to my music. But, as most people take it as is a Haley thing... He, that would be like, just know I'm looking down on you smiling, so I'm looking down on you in heaven. You know, I'm seeing you from heaven, I'm still watching you. And, um, and I didn't feel a thing, so he's saying his death was painless. So baby, don't feel my pain. So by that he means don't feel my pain of like, not being there with you. Just smile back, because you know I'm always going to be smiling on you. And in this chorus, it does repeat two times, so... It's just like, and when I'm gone, just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice. Every time you hear the sound of my voice, just know that. I'm looking down on you smiling, and I didn't feel a thing, so baby, don't feel my pain, just smile back. And when I'm gone, just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice. Every time you hear the sound of my voice, and just know that. I'm looking down on you smiling, and I didn't feel a thing, so baby, don't feel my pain, just smile back. So, now that we know what the chorus means, let's go to verse 2. Yay! So, in verse 2, I do believe it's kind of more self-explanatory, but I will still explain to it because some things are still like, okay, just think about it. So, I have, I keep having this dream. I'm pushing Haley on the swing. And remember from first one saying how, like, he's always like, I'm not always the best father for her right now. And he's saying, I'm ha I keep having this dream where I'm pushing Haley on the swing. It's like he's kind of having this dream of guilt. Because he's not there for his daughter all the time. But now he, in his dream he's being there for his daughter. And actually being a great father. So back to the song. It says. She keeps screaming she don't want me to sing. You're making mommy cry. Why? Why is mommy crying? Baby daddy ain't leaving no more. Daddy you're lying. So she's saying dad I don't want you screaming no more. I want a perfect family. Well <laughs> I won't say perfect. But maybe it wasn't the best friend to use. But just, like, I want to, like, at least normal family. Like, I don't want you to sing anymore. Be here. And he's, she's saying, like, you're making mommy cry because of this. And why Why is mommy even crying about this? And then he's replied saying, ba baby, daddy isn't leaving no more. It's okay. And then she's like, daddy, I know you're lying to me. So he's saying, oh, yeah, I keep telling them I'm not, I'm done. I'm done with music. I'm not going anymore. But then he always goes back to his fans leaving and saying, I'm sorry I lied to you, you know? So, 
Back to his song is saying, you always say that. You always say this is the last time. But you ain't leaving no more, daddy. You're mine. So, is Haley saying, yeah, you keep saying that and you're lying to me each time. But you can't do that anymore because, dad, you're mine. You're not your... Your fans don't own you. I mean, like, you're my own father. I want you to be here, at least with me, you know? So, back to the song. It says she's piling boxes in front of the door, trying to block it. It's saying, Daddy, please, Daddy, don't leave. Daddy, no, stop it. So, she's obviously, obviously in the song, is saying she's blocking the door so he doesn't leave. And she's just pleading that he doesn't leave. He, She doesn't want her father to leave the house anymore and just go... She's like, wherever to perform music and go on tour. She wants her dad to be at home and, like, have a normal family. So, back to the song, it says, goes in her, she goes, goes in her pocket, pulls out a tiny necklace locket. It's got a picture. This keep you safe, daddy. Take it with you. So, she pulls out a tiny necklace locket. If you don't know what that is, it's a necklace and a locket is where it can open. You can put pictures in it. So obviously he's saying, I had a picture. And saying, and she's telling her dad, this will keep you safe. So dad, please take it with you. So I at least know you're safe. And then, back to the song, is saying, I look up, it's just me standing in the mirror. These walls must be talking because, man, I can hear them. They're saying, you got one more chance to do right and it's tonight. Now go out there and show them that you love them for it's too late. And just as I go to walk out of my bedroom door, it turns to a stage and they're gone. And the spotlight's on and I'm singing. So, obviously, let's chunk it down a bit. So, I look up. It's just me standing in the mirror. So, it's kind of saying, like, maybe he was kind of, like, daydreaming a bit. Or maybe he went back upstairs to bathroom. Or maybe just went to bathroom, like, maybe calm his nerves. And so, he's just saying, like, he's trying to make a decision right now. So, like, fans are my family. And so, and he's saying, these walls must be talking because, man, I can hear them. They're saying, you got one more chance to do right, and it's too night. Now, go out there and show them it's, that you love them before it's too late. So, obviously, he's saying, kind of like, not just a wall. So, well, like, maybe, a, not walls, but kind of like your conscience. Like, saying, okay, this is your last time to get it right. Because you always hear your conscious talking, but, like, no one else can hear it. Like, you hear him, right? And that's what he kind of means by the walls are talking. Because he can hear them, but no one else can. So it's his conscience saying. Um, and he has to come to a conclusion saying that his family is still more important than his fans. But when he goes to try to tell him that he, he can't because his career gets in the way. So, interest, interestingly... This is the only time that Eminem curses in this song as he talks about a very personal subject, which is really rare to hear him curse in a song that's so personal, such as, like, this song saying, like, this is very personal to him. But, like, he, yeah, it's just weird. So, but, like, it's just this guilty conscience saying, okay, you have to tell your family tonight, like, tonight. Before it's too late, you can't tell me more. And saying, I love you guys and I'm done with music, right? And as just as I go out to walk out of my bedroom door, it's kind of like, like it said, the dream kind of thing. And instead of like, kind of like walking out of that door, it's kind of like 
walking out on my life, kind of. So, and then it says, it turns to stage, they're gone, and the spotlight is on, and I'm singing. So, it is kind of like a dream scene. He went to go out of his bathroom door to go tell his family he loved them, but it did kind of turn to stage, which is kind of weird. So, also, you can tell it was meant to be a dream sequence, and he's saying, now the spotlight, I'm on stage, the spotlight's on me, and now I'm singing. And it goes straight back to the chorus, which I did explain. So, I'm not going to repeat myself re-explaining the chorus. So, let's go straight to verse 3. So, in verse 3, the first part is 60,000 people all jumping out their seat. The curtain closes to throwing roses at my feet. I take a bow and thank you all for coming out. So, <coughs> sorry. Honestly, um, Eminem was one of the biggest thousands art like being so he was one of the highest and most like selling artists of the 2000s so honestly I mean I've had to have a lot of sold out stadium shows so upon its curtain call um or following his encore which ever you want to take as Eminem's fans are throwing flowers onto the stage, which is, I'm kept thanking him for a su suburb performance, right? And this imagery is obviously a nod to his encore and curtain call artwork, album artwork. And um, this lyrics also acknowledges Eminem's uncertainty as to whether this would be his last album or an original song, which would make this the final bow to his own career. Which obviously was not the final or the end to this artist. So, back to the song it says, they're screaming so loud. I take one last look at the crowd. I glance down. I don't believe what I'm seeing. So, obviously, he's saying, okay, they're so loud. They're obviously, like, just applauding me. They're so happy. Like, whatever. And then he just glanced down in the crowd. You know, looked back at the crowd and looks at them. And he's saying he sees something he doesn't really believe. And then it goes back to the song. It says, Daddy, it's me. Help mommy. Her wrists are bleeding. So this is honestly a nod to, um, this is when, um, um, when Eminem performed Kim at a concert to audience approval, all while being aware of Kim's presence in a crowd, this experience actually caused her to attempt suicide, which is really sad. And so it's kind of Haley saying, like, Daddy, you have to help me, please, Mommy. Like, I don't know what's going on. Just help me, right? But then his reply in the song was, But baby, we're in Sweden. How did you get to Sweden? So, this is still a dream. So, it wasn't still like, it wasn't like, okay, I'm now in Sweden. It was a dream. But, um, this line is kind of referring to his referring to his concert in Sweden 2005, but Haley wasn't there. Um, Eminem didn't make it to Sweden 2005 either. The tour was canceled. His last appearance in Sweden was in 2001, but like it was kind of a reference to that. I and so her reply to why are you even in Sweden was, "I followed you, Daddy. You told me that you weren't leaving." You lied to me, Dad, and you know you made Mommy sad. So, like I said, 
I followed you. So saying I did follow you. Like I wasn't gonna follow you because you one lied to me saying you weren't gonna do this anymore and you just did. You just left me again. And so I'm kind of done. And you made mommy sad, which like depression is still like obviously a real thing and it's really really bad and people should really start taking care of that and notice if someone has depression to help them and try to help them like even if they refuse help at least still try because depression is a serious thing so obviously she's saying you lied to me dad and now you made mommy sad which have hems back to kim slitting her wrist and so and goes back to her saying and i bought you this coin it says number one dad that's all I wanted. I just want to give you this coin. So, this is kind of like a continuation. Like I said too, baby, daddy ain't leaving. No more. <coughs> Sorry, baby, daddy ain't leaving no more. Daddy, no more. Daddy, you're lying. So kind of that part. And once Haley did believe him, but she found out M did leave for Sweden, assuming he left while she was sleeping. But she was more than disappointed about this. So, obviously, she wanted to believe he was telling the truth, but obviously he was lying. She wanted to believe it so much that she even bought him the number one dad coin to show him how much she loved him for not going away. And, um, this kind of concludes how, like, he's always puts his music career before his responsibilities as a father and a husband will continue to do so. She's basically given up on it. And this coin is a symbolic be is symbolic from Haley's perspective because her father values money more than he val values her, as evidenced by his constant absences to make money. And that's a really sad thing. Like, that is really upsetting. But, like, also, like, he also wants to become, like, number one dad because his dad wasn't there. It was, like, not the best father on earth. So, obviously, it was like that. And she says, F I get the point, fine, me and mommy are going. So it's kind of saying, we get the point, your fans are more important than us, we're leaving now, like, we're done. And she says, but, but he replies with, but baby, wait, it's too, and she replies, it's too late, dad, you made the choice. Now go up there and show them that you love them more than us. So it's saying, I was going to tell you, I finally made my decision, I was staying with you. But she's saying, it's too late, dad. You made the choice, and now go up there and show them that you still love your fans more than you even love your own family. That's what they want. They want you, Marshall. They keep. They screaming your name. <coughs> They're screaming your name. Sorry. Um, still think they. So Eminem is loved by like almost all audiences. So a lot of people who like rap will respect his skill and will recognize him. So, you can notice that Haley did call him Marshall instead of saying, like, Dad. This is so that she's breaking away from him and kind of, like, leaving, you know. So, and she continues with, it's no wonder you can't go to sleep. Just take another pill. And this kind of goes with, like, his insomnia. That is not how you pronounce it. Insomnia. No, I don't know how to pronounce it. Which led to an addiction to sleeping pills. Which, like, he also couldn't sleep. So he also had to take medicine to help him sleep. Yeah, but you will rap about it. Yeah. Or keep... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Keep it real. 
I'm sorry, I'm sick. And so, M hysterically rapped about his drug addiction in a number of his songs. And so, obviously, she's just saying, yeah, take, no wonder you take pills. Yeah, and I bet you'll rap about it more because, yeah, word, keep it real. And then he says, I hear applause. All this time, I couldn't see. How could it be that the curtain is closing on me? And so by that saying, um, how he couldn't see that the curtain was closing on him, trying to even officially make this um, his family just a proper family. So, I'm sorry. Um, I turn around to find a gun on the ground, cock it, put it to my brain, scream, die, shady, and pop it. So, obviously, he was trying to kill some shady, and so, he's just saying, die, shady, I'm done with you, you need to go, right? The dark, the sky darkens, my life flashes, the plane that I was supposed to be on crashes and burns to ashes. So, obviously, this tragic image of him killing himself causes him to wake up from this nightmare to be and to be with his daughter. And this plane is kind of like symbolizing Eminem's road and journey. So, he's saying that his life was going downhill and would crash and burn if he does not change at all. And since it's the plane he was supposed to be on, this line further emphasizes that Inevitable death, and as it portrays how he would have died regardless of shooting himself. So, obviously, that's really big and dark. And that's when I wake up, alarm clocks ringing, the birds singing. So, obviously, he's waking up, you know, the alarm clocks blaring. And, like in every Disney movie, when the princesses wake up, all you hear is the birds chirping, right? <coughs> so. It's spring and Haley's outside swinging. I walk right up to Kim and kiss her. Tell her I miss her. So, as spring, I kind of take it as a like kind of like a metaphor, because a spring kind of means like a fresh start. So it's like a fresh start and Haley's outside swinging, right? So, kind of like you know his dream saying I'm outside pushing the swing while Haley's on it kind of thing so he's saying now I'm actually here this time pushing the swing because in the swing it's kind of like reference in each verse first one is saying he doesn't have time to be there with Haley to even push the swing for her in the second verse he is kind of like saying how he has dreams because he feels guilty for not being for her. And then in the third verse, he's saying he's finally pushing the swing and being with a happy family. So, and I walk up to Kim and kiss her and tell her I miss her. He's saying, I do love you. I really do love you, Kim. Like, I don't mean everything right in my music. And, um, so... It's kind of saying, like, it's kind of like a story, like, you know, he wasn't always there for her, like, wasn't always there for his family, and he never had time for it, but then later on he's realizing, I want to start making time for this, I feel a little bad for this, and then in the end he's finally there to make a happy family, and, um, then, back to the song is, Haley just smiles and winks at her little sister, 
almost as if to say. And so Haley's kind of like now happy say, now we have a happy family. And obviously her little sister is kind of her cousin is Lightning. If you don't know the story, you can always search that up. And almost as if to say is to chorus. You know, like that's like she's gonna say. Almost I'm gone. So the whole shebang, you know. So, yay! I finished the third verse. This is the longest segment yet. So I do hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry for all the cut and breaks. I am sick, so <coughs> it affects my voice. So um. Yeah, I do apologize for this. Um, I do hope you enjoyed the very first episode of Dissecting Music, and I hope you did enjoy me dissecting this song. But before we do end this episode, I do want to say, like, you was going through a lot, obviously, writing a song, and the song is supposed to kind of make you feel, like, upset. It's like, kind of, like, think twice about what your life's going on, and, like, can you make it better by changing a few things that honestly would make your life better and it is a really sad song um honestly he was going through a lot when he was writing this song like you know Haley and everything it's just a lot so that was honestly a lot on him emotionally and then mentally saying he's always on tour and he's always busy and working and like he never take <coughs> sorry he never takes a break so if I start taking breaks when I talk, I'm trying to breathe though, so I don't cough anymore. Oh boy. So, yeah, that's what this song is about, and it is really sad. Sorry for your tear. So, yay. This song is great. I hope you did enjoy this first episode. I do hope you do continue listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'll see talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye. And, um, in the beginning, I'm just doing another friendly reminder. I will not be posting next week on December 11th. And, um, in the beginning, when I say, and I that is a Wednesday. Did not say thing. Um, I was just reassuring me. You know, like that is a Thursday. So just so you know, I most likely will not be posting next week on December 11th. Hope you guys do understand. I do most likely will not have the time to even research or even pick the stuff to even do for next week. So I am very sorry. Um, but I do hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll dissect a new song next week. Bye-bye.